trial and error is going to basically help you to basically identify where things could be improved or where you have made mistakes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wesley Dean Podcast, where I am helping you craft your video strategy, work on your marketing, and make sure that you can have a successful online presence during the post-COVID world. The last several months, everything has gone online, and I think it's just become apparent all the more with COVID-19 pandemic, and, you know... When we started off online education, people kind of wondered if it was a thing or not. And in my podcast with Manuel, we talked a little bit about that as we had some interactions kind of almost 10. In this podcast, I dive into a conversation with Manuel Leon, who is a digital designer who transitioned over to being a user interface designer. And right now, more than ever, business is happening online and the way that you interact with potential customers is crucial. But during this period of our lives when everything has gone online very rapidly, in some cases it's very new territory and it really is new and people don't really know how to transition everything online. I mean, just just look at what teachers are having to do with students who traditionally would never be online. In this podcast, Manuel shares how his work has changed and his tips and recommendations for making sure your digital products are as good as they can be with the resources that you have. And I think that's the key. Just do as good a job as you can with the resources that you currently have. Then put it out there, gather feedback, and then reiterate. And since rules are constantly being rewritten right now, that's what you need to be doing. Create something, whether it's online course, online content, interactions, put it out there, get interaction going, and then just keep iterating. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Manuel. Hey, Manuel, it's great to have you on the podcast. I know you've been someone who I've you know, interacted with quite a bit over the last, uh, what has it been, almost like seven years, six, seven years yeah. since we had first started working together and now you're you know, working for the, the World Bank and a lot has changed. So thanks for being on the podcast during these crazy times. Oh, for sure, Wesley, it's my pleasure to be uh, one of your guests. No, and so I know as I want this podcast to be kind of a chance to reflect a little bit now on how things are changing, because I think it's just now that we are starting to kind of get a sense for what things have changed so far and what things might, you know, stay changed after things go back to normal. Um, so kind of the first thing I want to jump into is online education. So I know we kind of met when we we're working on an online education project. And do you remember what was what were those conversations like going back eight years ago, you know, or I guess six, seven years ago, where education, online education was, there's this big up in the air question. Do you remember what that was like? Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, I recall that. So I moved to Washington, D.C. in 2012. And that was the time when I got the chance to get involved as a designer um, with an organization building uh, in that case, uh, this uh, a startup, a nonprofit called TechChange. They were um, in the beginning of the process to developing their online courses. And it was through them that I was able to, from there, continue like getting more in, in, in depth with, you know, with, with, with what this was. Because I guess at the time as a graphic designer for me, I was mostly only uh, providing like uh, visuals for the web, so digital graphics. But eventually, with the work uh, that I was doing, I was brought to work with a 
with, with another startup project, which uh, at, at the time, which was the um, developing of the online platform for the USAP Academy uh, on with with courses on nonviolent conflict um, related uh, topics to peace. So, but but at that time it was something that uh, I I guess at the beginning I was providing mostly digital images. Eventually, you know, like uh, as the field, you know, was becoming, you know, more clear on what it is. Eventually, I guess I, even, I, I moved from digital designer to user interface designer. Maybe I was not clear on what I was doing at, at that time, but eventually, now with uh, nowadays, I can tell that that was what I was doing. Yeah, and then I remember early on, it kind of seemed that there was a bit of. You know, still kind of uncertainty of online education. Is this going to happen? Are things going to go that way? Um, almost a little bit of hesitation of is is online education actually a thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> almost is it was that kind of how it was early on? Um, yeah, there was I, I because it was not it, it was difficult to to understand. You know, its true potential, and uh, because of the different techniques and approaches that somebody could use to develop the online learning experience. So there is a, so the, uh, I guess from, from, the, from the leadership, you know, in, in organizations, it could be a little tricky to understand how to put together a course that is going to be uh, something that you can actually use and like deploy to many users um, through the internet. So I guess you know that was a little bit of the of the challenges to to, to communicate that because um, the usual expectation of somebody uh, hearing that you're going to be developing a course is going to always first go to compare it to the uh, person-to-person experience, which is not something that I guess at first at at, at the first impression you you get right because. Uh, it's 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 very different to be you know in the same room with uh, a facilitator and a group of peers you know where you could you know like have a full experience immersive experience and then somebody tell you okay open this computer all the content that you need is there you know like uh, navigate it either by yourself or you know with other techniques but yeah it is difficult to I guess it was more difficult back then like even like you know five years ago to to try to communicate this that nowadays seems to be like the thing that everybody is kind of like having or trying to do. Definitely. And now jump forward to 2020. I mean, online education is the thing. Everyone is doing it rather, you know, regardless of whether, you know, they want to or not. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone's forced to do it. Do you have any yeah. tips for people when it comes to, you know, someone who on your end is in charge of design, kind of like mm-hmm. UX design. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips for people who are who are designing online experiences and what that needs to look like? Well, <laughs> because uh, I, I guess, you know, this, this question, uh, because I know a, a good amount is going, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to uh, make it as simple as I can. Yeah, um, I'm sure you could teach an entire master course on <laughs> on design. <laughs> yeah, so I guess uh, so. So, but but the, so I guess you know I, I'm gonna use one one example that is something kind of new for me, and because uh, of this uh, experience of like teaching something online. So the example is, I am 
currently trying to put together a uh, um, couple of videos to teach somebody about my process of how I cook a specific dish. And then while trying to do this, you know, like um, there are a few challenges, you know, that that go into, into what I'm trying to do. Well, one is successfully, you know, like cook the dish. The other is to be mindful that I need to communicate the steps uh, of how to make this to uh, a third person uh, to the to the to the viewer, and these challenges, I guess, you know, that you will find and you will face when you are actually doing something. And I guess my advice is just like, no matter what your tools are, like you, you have your phone, you have like um, your computer camera, and let's just you know say that the advice is start doing something try you know trial and error i think is is key in trying to build something that's going to that, that you could eventually use as a as a as a tool of communication right because basically a, an online course is basically that you're trying to communicate some key ideas to uh, a viewer for them to successfully accomplish what you're trying to say so is your tip that when creating kind of an online experiences, think through actually challenges that people might face or address and then try to explain what those would be? I think that the the tip is use the, like first, don't be intimidated by trying to create a digital experience, a digital course. Uh, use the tools that you have on hand and Trial and error is going what's going to basically um, help you to basically identify where things could be improved or where you have made mistakes. Yeah, so in some ways, I think it's just learn how to master the tools that you have now and mm -hmm. at your disposal and don't be afraid to just keep trying. Yeah, yeah. I guess, you know, in uh, as a in, in true in true user experience design philosophy, that's how you will eventually achieve, you know, to uh, uh, create a very successful product. Yeah, just keep keep moving on. And so, how much of that too do you find when it comes to design and how people interact is just continually iterating and creating a copy after a copy and then testing it versus creating something in a vacuum mm -hmm. and then and then waiting thinking until you have it all the way perfect and then launching it. Do you have any tips on, on, on that way? Because oftentimes I see people hold back, get everything, mm -hmm. and they're not spending enough time testing things with the general mm -hmm. public. Do you have any tips regarding testing that way? Yes. So basically, um, I think the, the, the approach of design a product, um, I would say um, a few years ago, and this may have been... Uh, a philosophy that was strong for some reasons, but these days the approach is not as much as trying to get everything as refined as possible and close to perfect, because without the input of the user, without the input of the spectator, you could only prepare enough and not knowing exactly, you know, what things could be improved or uh, you know, like uh, even 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 for your own process, like let's say that you bring your idea to completion, just for yourself, you will you yourself will be able to identify. Oh, I guess I I, I missed that. I could have been those better. 
or just by showing it to your, you know, to your uh, close circle, right? To your family, to your friends and be like, okay, what do you think about this? And I guess be open to, and be, yeah, be open to feedback. Feedback is almost currency, you know, in the, in the current design uh, world, uh, because, uh, you know, like um, you could, you know, see as, you, you, you can only see as much, you know, because you have like your perspective, your thoughts, but if you like start, you know, like putting it to test, then it's how you're gonna get more more uh, clarity no definitely and i think right now everyone is testing things out and everyone's being forced to and i think people mm -hmm. who have been willing to put things out test it see how it does are going to be doing better than people who are used to simply holding back until everything's perfect uh or no yeah. perfect before releasing it yeah i i guess i can relate to the holding back on things because uh i guess you know my School of thought as a designer um, was trained in get the sharpest design possible, then present, and then like you know, then defend you what you have designed, and that was my previous school of thought as a graphic designer. Then as a user experience designer, it was like yes, put a lot of effort in creating a good product, the as good as you can with the resources that you have present it and then gather gather feedback that's going what 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 that's going what that philosophy tells you is that it is it is okay to not to have all the resources in the world to 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 create something but as long as you're doing your best and release something um, then it's, it's worth you know to uh, engaging in that in that cycle no, I think that that's a great tip. And that's interesting how you kind of compared it to the difference between a graphic designer creating something perfect and a user experience where now, yeah, your goal, because it is so user involved, you do have to just get put it out there and get feedback. And that's almost more important than just creating in a, in a vacuum in, in many ways. Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess so. Like user experience has always been there or, but there have been, you know, like, uh, I guess, you know, with the internet, now it's easier to put to like, you know, like ideas to test or prototypes of things to test. Uh, I, uh, I'm my basically, you know, like as a graphic designer previously, the test was with, with, with your peers, right? So your peers were the ones who were providing you with uh, critics, uh, critics, you know, um, doing uh, crit and critiquing your, your, your design and telling you like, okay, where you could improve, you know, like people that were in your same field, right? But still designers, let's say, or the creative director or like a product owner or something like that. But, not, but now the user, you know, is keen in providing some of this feedback. No, definitely. No, so I think some great tips is make sure we're getting our content out there for people who are actually using it and seeing, being able to adapt that into things uh, better. Yeah. So, so transitioning over to online work changes. So I think that's interesting to see how online education has definitely changed and has been forced to change around everyone, whether ready or not. How has online work changed for you, you know, as someone who's a creative going into a place such as the World Bank? I know before you mentioned that you had to go into work and the idea of working remotely was very strange for security reasons, but what's that transition been like for you right now? Yeah. So the, the transition, I guess, you know, it's, it's uh, like for many people, you know, it's like uh, the, the, 
committing is uh, is none now. So I'm like, you know, um, at my home where I have some space. Where I thankfully have a, uh, some some space to set up a nice area to work. And uh, so the, the, the work itself hasn't, has not changed that much because of the nature of the of web design where like the software that I use is in the cloud and a lot of communication with my peers happens through uh, through a software for chatting and sharing files uh, via yeah. emails. And what, and what files do you, what programs do you use? Uh, we are using uh, Sketch from Apple, Invision, which is, uh, I think it's its own Invision for prototyping sketches for user interface design um yeah like to make mock-ups okay those are the the main the main softwares and then there are other softwares that i know that's relevant okay i was just curious that was a side note there yeah 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 um and then and so what was the transition for like for them of finally letting you work remotely and what was that conversation process like yeah, so uh, when um, when the alert about the uh, virus, you know, was in, in the area, uh, we were informed that uh, we had to prepare and to attend some meetings about how to best set our computer systems, with, uh, the security software updates that we needed, um, to make sure that uh, we had like all the information that basically we needed to continue the to con- continue performing the same way that that we were doing when working on site. Um, once we once we had that preparation, then the bank um, informed us that we were going to start working from from home. Um, I, uh, we have been doing that since I think this is the fifth, fifth or fourth week that we're working from home. Um, I guess the nature of my work hasn't changed that much, except that uh, you know I'm not like uh, in the same space with my peers, where we could you know like have uh, uh, from time to time meetings or just catch up you know on what's going in each other's lives or just get you know like. Uh, a quick uh, question or answer about a specific issue with our work. But um, yeah, so other than that, I guess, you know, the, the, the environment that we're on how we work with our projects has not been changed much because also we also have like other teams that don't work on site. They have other, um, other group of workers that are not in this building. So we need and we need to have this this uh, this environment in, in place to be able to work uh, uh, through through the internet. Yeah, it's almost like there have been a set number of people who work in the digital space whose jobs haven't really changed that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just do what they do now, just do it remotely. And so, in some ways, it is kind of interesting seeing how, for some categories of work, it's it's transitioned just fine, mm-hmm. but. But then for others, they've really been like cut back. But I think this yeah. just kind of shows that that digital interface and pl- how people interact with things is only going to be so much more important mm-hmm. moving ahead in this year ahead in kind of like the post-COVID world. Yeah. Do you, do you see – what other changes have you seen in terms of how people 
interact and, you know, work and, and how much more important digital design and interface is now that a lot more stuff is happening just online? So for me, the way that um, works to be productive is to um, basically have a, an, an environment with uh, the less distractions possible. Uh, a way that I do, you know, focus is that, well, I have a good uh, set of headphones <laughs> with uh, noise cancellation because that helped me to um, go into like a deep dive in the work that uh, that I do. And um, so that, you know, like um, you're, you're dedicated a space for, you know, working with non-destruction. Um, working online, I guess, you know, it's, um, I, I have to have like a, a couple of tools that allow me to, to perform uh, highly with, uh, uh, specifically with internet. I, I need high internet speed because, I, because of the web design work. And then I think, uh, so there, I, I don't think that that changes that much from like what you currently have. If you go to the office, I think that those are good things to have. I think that working online, you know, as long as you have like your equipment, you know, up to date, things, you know, shouldn't change that much for people who work in similar environments than mine, which is like a lot through internet and cloud services. No, interesting. Cool. And lastly, I'd love to hear, I know you have a t-shirt design uh, kind of side hustle. Uh, I'd love to hear about, about that. What's yeah, that um, like right now? Yeah, yeah. So let me see. So as a, as a designer, I do different things, but this uh, t-shirt design um, idea is because it's, it's something that w where I like, I could actually uh, apply some some art to my designs. Um, I think you, uh, Wesley, you can see in, in my in the in the in market, the background. In, yep, in my background, so I have some of the posters that I have designed. And um, so the the my, my goal is to uh, you know to have this T-shirt design online store with the goal to be able to design some things where I can apply some cre uh, creativity and art and to have a canvas that is going to actually be used because, well, so I have been working with art, like uh, traditional art, like paintings and stuff since I was uh, young, since I was like 17, 18 years old. And um, I do like it, I do enjoy it, but um, some of my goals is to make, you know, like, uh, to make you know, like the art to be something that you can carry with you. So that's why I thought that t-shirts could be a good, a good canvas to 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 put my artwork and designs on. Hi, right, man. Well, well, thanks so much for being on the podcast. It was great, kind of getting a sense for you know where things have changed and also how everyone is finding opportunities to change right now. And uh, when it comes to online work, online education, we're definitely in for a lot of changes, and it's just I think so important to be aware of of those and where things are going in order to stay stay on ahead of everything. So thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Wesley. And that wraps up another episode with Manuel. I'm experimenting with the shorter duration of podcast. Right now, most people aren't commuting as long. I know for me personally, I was always listening to podcasts when I was biking into work. And so for me, my commute was probably about 30 minutes. I could listen to a podcast at time and a half. 
and so easily could easily finish a 45 minute podcast in just my my one commute but now that i'm not commuting to work i'm finding that almost a shorter episode that's maybe 20 minutes or maybe maybe also 30 works for whenever i go out for a two mile run you know it takes me about 20 minutes or so and i can listen to it then and so this kind of reflects my desire to kind of push things a little bit shorter. But what about you? I'd love to hear how your podcast media consumption habits are changing or are they not changing as a result of being at home? Uh, just let me know. And, and so tune in next week for a conversation with David Johnson from Silent Images.